What is good, America? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, as always, I'm one half of your host, Sherm. Got my boy Obed in the building. What's going on, homie? I'm fantastic. How are you doing tonight, sir? You know, I'm just out here trying to survive this hurricane nonsense, which I did, hopefully, uh, luckily, which is nothing, nothing crazy happened, you know, but yeah, some yeah, other parts. Yeah, you know, you know, like I said, it's like, if I'm not out here dodging hurricanes, like I'm dodging like bullets in the matrix, dude. It's like all the time now. It's like, last well, had one before, I got another one. He's like, the one, Trinity. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's like all, all the time now, man. I guess that's, that's that Florida life you, you pay for, I guess, you know? Sun for... 24 hours excuse me 23 and a half hours and then a half hour a torrential downpour <laughs> facts facts that's the one thing i'll say about florida it does not rain for long i guess unless it's a hurricane it, it damn near rained the whole day uh right. yesterday yesterday but other than that it rains for like 20 minutes and then it stops and then it rains for like half an hour and then it stops you know what i mean so yeah can't complain too much uh i want to get into it today obey you know we I know we missed last week got a lot of football to talk about to continue our divisional breakdown Quickly touched on the only on some NBA um, topics as well too, um, but I wanted to talk about kind of a, a side note. I don't know if you saw that legendary game show host Bob Barker, formerly a host of The Price Is Right, passed away the other day at the age of ninety nine. Yes. May he rest in peace. I know. Yes, uh, I know. Drew, I think Drew Carey just took over the show years ago once Bob Barker retired, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's still going. Yeah. Um. I I I used to love Price Is Right, dude. That was definitely oh one God. of my favorite shows for sure. Top tier. Yeah, uh, uh, Price is Right was I always that's a show I would have loved to go on. Like I would love to be oh, on yeah. that show for sure. Oh, you yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Like, I would have done Price is Right. Like I love the Wheel of Fortune as well. Family too. Feud. Family Feud was another uh, good one for yeah. sure. Any other favorites or, or, or origins like shows you like to watch? Game shows you like to watch back in the day? Deal or No Deal. You know, whichever mm. one had uh had Howie Mandel with the case full of money, that was always good. Mm. Uh, yeah, Deal or No ah, Deal. Yep, yep. No deal. Um, you know, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? You know, okay. even yeah. had had a movie, uh, Slumdog Millionaire, based around the premise of the movie as well. The show as yeah. well, so, you know, definitely had an international zeal there and appeal. And obviously it was in other countries. But, uh, yeah. but no, man, for me, it was Price is Right. Like, I would have loved to go on that show. Uh, I can throw a little shout out there. You should go see the documentary uh, Perfect Bid, the contestant who knew too much about a guy who trained himself to re- recognize every single item they had. On oh, the price. I think I've On heard of that before. Right. He like, he, like memorized all yep. the different like products mm-hmm. and topic and things like for each game. Yeah. So like he knew like every single answer, what it would be if it was like higher or lower, you know what I mean? Right. Whatever the case right. was. Right. All right. Um, my favorite part of Price is Right, I will say, was Plinko. Loved Plinko, of course. That was one of the good good games. Um, Bro, it was the mountain guy for me. Yo, little, 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 I was little, just little, thinking that. So. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the name of that game? Uh, I can't. I can't remember it. I can't remember it. Um, mountain climber, mountain climber. Um, like but uh, some shows back in the day when I was younger it was like Double Dare. It was dope. Ooh, was Nickelodeon, right, uh, right. Legends of the Hidden Temple. The aggro crag. Oh yeah. my goodness. I forget. Guts, 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 guts had guts. the aggro yep. crag. Yep. Legend yep. of the Hidden Temple was amazing. I mean, yeah. it's just the idea yep. of showing showcasing a culture, right? Getting people inserted about the Amazon and then the act, act of like you have to answer questions to solve those. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So th- those are definitely some good ones from, from back in the day when we were kids. But yep. Uh moving along, old bed. Uh the other day, there was some kind of controversial news. I don't know if you want to call it controversial, just kind of like back and forth between U.S. track star Noah Lyles, who actually won the 100 and 200 meter uh, sprints, first person to do that back to back since Usain Bolt. Um, 
Now he made a comment about, you know, he's the world's fastest man. Yes, he was. He is the hundred and hundred that pretty much clarifies you because you're competing against people from around the world, from Kenya, Canada, mm-hmm. Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica, mm-hmm. you know, where mm-hmm. wherever it may be. And he made a comment along the lines of, you know, he gotta go out there every day and watch like people from the NBA who call themselves world champs. I mean, quite frankly, he didn't just really have to say NBA. He could have said NFL because, you know, because they're all the world champs. Right. He could have said NHL. Right. He could have right. said MLB, whatever. Right. And, and I kind of, a lot of people took offense to this, like, oh, you know, you know, because, well, hey, well, let me backtrack a little bit. But one says, because they're not world champs because they just play in the U.S. They play against each other in the United States. That's not the world. Well, technically, yes, he's correct that the United States is right. not the world. It's the United States. It's part of North America only. You know, right. you know what I mean? Right. So it's not a North America. Um, so they don't play against the world. Now, they do play against the world when it's like the FIBA World Cup or the Correct. Olympics. Yes. yes. When they win the Olympics, that is the good. They are the world champs. So I kind of uh, almost agree with him. Now, some people were saying, well, you know, we have people from all over. But yes, but when you are the NBA champ, when you are the champion of the NBA finals, you're not the champions of the world. You are champ- of the right. NBA that particular year. Right. So I kind of agree with him. So I think people made a comment like, oh, because I saw a lot of people say, well, they, they, they play, they're the best players in the world. They play in FIBA. Okay, yeah, they are. But that particular one thing, you have to kind of put it in a vacuum, if you will, right. and say, like the Denver Nuggets just won the championship. They are not. They, they didn't win the championship of the world. They won the NBA championship. Now, yeah, if you take true. these players and go out and put them in FIBA with the World Cup or yes, then at that point, those teams are world champions. Right. Technically, he's. I mean, what he said, like, where's the lie? <laughs> well, what he said isn't wrong, but I mean, are there that many people out there considering themselves a world champion? Yes, obviously, we have the memory of Michael Strahan saying if the defense could get like one more sack there, they'd be champions of the world. Obviously, they are only champions of their sport in their country, right? Because those guys will never step on field with somebody else from another country that plays football from their league. I get that. But again, he did say this about specifically basketball players. Some of those guys can say they are the champions of the world because they won gold medal at the Olympics. Yes. So, you know, I can understand if he has a gripe, but he is wrong, you know, because he is short playing individuals who went and and represented their country and won gold, right? Just like he's going to race in races that are just going to be a part of him doing promotional work or stuff as part of a team Mm -hmm. versus when he's actually on the U.S. circuit racing for America, just like they're the, he, I don't know why he said that because he's looking in the mirror when he's talking about basketball players. You do what you do for money and mm-hmm. sometimes you do it for your country. But most of the time you're doing it for money so that you can keep doing it and hopefully get a chance to be called to do it for your country. Yeah, I agree. I do agree with what you're saying. But I, I think, like I said, to me, I think he just didn't elaborate on it enough. Whereas, yes, yeah, some of those yeah. players like, like, you know, LeBron James has won Olympic medals. But right. when the Lakers won the NBA title a couple of years back, or when he right. won it when Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers were not world champions. Absolutely. LeBron Absolutely. is a world champion when he won the Olympics. Yes. Right. So Correct. I think that's what Noah allows men to buy his argument. Yeah. Like I just said, the Denver Nuggets just won the NBA finals. The Denver Nuggets did not just win the world championship. Right. They won right, right, the right. NBA finals championship. That's it. That's all they won. You know, but like you said, but Noah Lyles, he won the 100 meter, 100 meter sprint. He's the champion. He's the world champion in the 100 meters. Yeah, that's it. 
That's now, it. He, he goes he goes in, he goes next weekend and, and does some little uh backyard track event against people people from you know around the US. Then he, he doesn't he has not that's not a world championship, but he won right. the world championship, you know, at, at the right. you know, at the yeah. Two different I things. I think it's valid. I think it's valid. Honestly, yeah. he did, now the question for me is: Did he deserve to get dragged or not? Yes, he deserved to get dragged. <laughs> yeah, he kind of like it was no need to say it. He could have yeah. elaborated on it. You know, I get right. it, but yeah. you know, he kind of. I feel like he was just trying throwing shade, just just for the sake of throwing shade. You throwing shade at guys that when you're in the club, those guys have guaranteed contracts, my boy. Mm. Those guys are buying up everything. I guess who's <laughs> not getting a free drink? Facts. Oh, oh, hate Noah Lyles. No, he's not getting the the rope. I'm sorry. You can stay out there in general population. Yeah, no, no VIP for you, sir. No, no, no VIP. VIP for you. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of NBA, uh, quickly want to touch on one thing before we move over to the NFL. Obed, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Curry, uh, Steph Curry was on the um, Gilbert Arenas podcast, and Arenas asked him if he thought that himself curry he asked curry that if he thought he was the greatest point guard ever and curry said yes flat out you know over magic johnson pretty much i mean it's hard to i i can understand if people have um hesitancy to sway one way or another do you agree or disagree to me yes curry will go down as the greatest shooter of all time 100 percent. no one shoots like her this dude can shoot from the parking lot you know 100%, 100%. what I mean? You know, and to me, it's like he is more of a shooting guard, but just happens to play in a point guard's body who happens to play point guard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you label him as a two, no one would be having this argument. No, he just happens right. to play the position of point guard. Right. Like to me, the position of point guard is facilitate first. Mm. You know, if Kobe, yes. if if somebody like excuse me, like if somebody like if Steph Curry doesn't score, you know, 25, 30 points the Warriors probably don't win. Absolutely not. But somebody like, let's say, a, a Chris Paul, who is a true traditional point guard, he could score mm-hmm. six points and his team wins. Right. He's been facilitating all night. He's got, you know, 20 dishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got cleaned up the boards, a short short guy who cleans up the boards. Mm-hmm. You know, he is out there, the glue for the entire team, right? You got him right. paired up with a shooter, but he can give you a 20, 25 point night if he needs to. If he needs to, right, right, right. right. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's not a stat line where you're going to see Curry have, you know, uh like 11 points eight rebounds you know and 14 assists on a, right and i can maybe his, maybe his rookie or second year <laughs> you know right but yeah. you know those days are long gone right you know what i mean right, so right. i i kind of you know i kind of have to disagree you know agree with him you know just looking at the resumes you know championships curry four magic five um all-star games curry nine magic 12 mvps curry two magic three finals mvps curry one magic three first for all nba first teams curry four magic nine you know what i mean assist leaders curry zero magic four which was the main point of a point guard is to to dish out the rock as you said even steals leader curry one magic two you know, I think because of his electric three-point shooting and ability to just shoot from anywhere, averaging more points because he could shoot the ball so much in, or more than Magic ever did, I think that's kind of why people kind of may agree with Curry himself saying he's the yeah. greatest, but yeah. Magic has him on rebounds, Magic has him on assists, Magic has him on steals and yeah. on blocks, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. ah. But even ju- even still, I don't want to just you know just give it all just to because of looking at stats because people can make an argument for a lot of different people like that. But right, right, right. Should, being a traditional point guard, yeah, I think I still have to give it to Magic Johnson. 
So let me, the hardest thing for me is comparing two people from two different eras. Sure. And at the time when Magic Johnson won, you know, his prolificness as a point guard came, it's him being a rookie. Perfect. Facilitate, right? He could be the best facilitator. If facilitating was going to get him on that starting team with those studs around him, right? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar out there as well, you know? Um, then so be it. Got him on the field. Got him on the court. Um, I wonder if that point guard could survive in today's NBA mm -hmm. or if that point guard would even start for a team if they contribute very little offensive. I mean, we yes, we're saying like, hey, Chris, point, Chris Paul can give you 20, 25 points whenever he needs to. You know, how many nights does he need to? A lot of teams need that from you, right? Or yeah. you're probably not out there with the way everybody's scoring. Like Jalen Brunson is probably the prototypical right now. Smaller guy, dishes it out, can go out there and drop 30 if we need him to drop 30, you know, and is a gritty guy. Like, I think that's kind of uh, where yeah. we're at. So it's like, I, I could I say that uh, Steph Curry, if I put him back, sure, he could absolutely play with the old guys. Uh, could Magic Johnson show up and give us the kind of night that we need from the average point guard? to be a championship team, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, for me, it's hard. I think, I, I think, he, and, for the, and I told you off show, the only thing that I hold against him is that, Hey, you know what? You better have the resume to say that he's got the resume good enough to say that for what the game is today. Yeah. I guess that is. Somebody wants to say he's the greatest yeah. point guard by yeah. all means, go ahead and say it. It doesn't bother me one bit. You know what I mean? But right. like I said, right. just from a true, true um, point, a point guard standpoint, I think magic has him on that. That's all. Yeah. But again, again, personal opinions. Really, it's really all it is. We have these debates all the time. I've said this numerous times. That people talk about uh, LeBron versus Jordan, or uh, Shaq and Bill Russell, or Kareem. It's just, it's all your personal opinion. It means at the end of the day, it means nothing. Yeah, that's how you we know? feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the NFL a bit and continue our divisional breakdown. Um, I know last week you started off with the uh, AFC, or a couple of weeks ago, we started off with the, the AFC and NFC West. We started off mm -hmm. with the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. This week, let's get into the uh, NFC and AFC East. We'll even do the South a little bit, but let's start with the NFC East and the defending uh, NFC champions, you know, the runner-up of the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles, who finished with a 14-3 and record last season, uh, came up just short in the Super Bowl. That was a good game, as we all know. Game? It was definitely a good one. Um Jalen Hurts had an outstanding season, was in the consideration, I think, for MVP, but obviously Mahomes won that doing what he does. Um, how much better can Jalen Hurts really be, Obed? I mean, you're asking a lot of, you know, an amazing player. But again, when you look back at their season, they took a lot of fourth quarters off because much like at Alabama, they had run the score up so high that they didn't need much else from them, right? Like you mm -hmm. think, think back when uh, uh, Philly played Pittsburgh, and they've got three touchdowns in the first half to AJ Brown. You're not going to need to do much more work the rest of the rest of the day if you can just hold on to that lead with a ferocious Georgia defense that you have. Uh, I mean, my goodness, you know, 66% of his passes completed, 3,700 yards, you know, 22 passing touchdowns. I mean, and just prolific on the ground, right? Ran for 760 yards, uh, had 13 touchdowns on the ground. That tush push was mm. deadly dangerous. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, Scott, this, the ceiling is the roof, right? Like this guy could have uh, a solid 42, 4,300 yards uh, and maybe get in the 40 touchdown range because they have a harder schedule this year. They have to play. Um, I, I, 
gosh, I mean, he's a, he's a great talent and amazing young man. I think, mm-hmm. uh, Philly's really knocked it out of the park. A lot of, a lot of credit to Howie Roseman for drafting and sticking with this guy. Uh, cause he's, he's the truth. He's the truth. Um, now I've talked about their defense. Sherman, do you feel like they have the best defensive line in the league? I mean, looking what they did last year, I think they led the league in sacks, if I'm not mistaken, last year. And then they right. went out and got <laughs> two of the biggest names uh, in the in the draft. In uh, was it uh, Jalen Carter mm-hmm. out of, out of mm-hmm. Georgia with the sure, yeah. was, what was he what the ninth overall pick? I uh, believe so. I think it was. I believe I think, so. I think yeah. in the first round, right? And then a couple. Um, I think is what, and they got, you know, they had Jordan Davis last year out of, out of Georgia, but yeah, they got Jalen Carter, which was wild, you know, so they improved on that. I mean, right. I, I got to probably say, yeah. I mean, they just, they just made themselves better, <laughs> you know, flat out um, with Brandon Graham there with Fletcher Cox, obviously this, this Eagles team, it doesn't look like they're going to slow down at all. Not right. especially on the defensive side, even on the offensive side. I, I, I actually wanted to mention, I know they got rid of Miles Sanders, but they picked up DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. yeah. Interesting enough, you talk about movements. They are loaded on defense so much that I believe Derek Barnett requested an opportunity to go seek a trade just because he sees that, I mean, great stud, great athlete, but they have so much talent on the defensive line. He might just not get to play. Really? Yeah. Wow. I might have to confirm that from, I heard that from my sources. <laughs> um, who else did they get um, in the first round? They got two first rounders. Nolan Smith, the linebacker. That's Nolan who it was. Smith. That's who it was. Okay. Yeah. I knew I was, I knew I was forgetting somebody, but um, yeah, I mean, the Eagles just went, you know, the Eagles are just a team to like, all right, you know, they're going to do, they're going to do a lot of work for sure. They're going to do a, a little, a lot of you know, damage on this, like I said, on this defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I gotta say, I I think the Eagles could very well end up back in the Super Bowl a bit. What do you What do you think the odds are that they 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 do return to the Super Bowl? I mean, they've got a tough schedule, and it's not going to be easy if we believe that uh, the majority of their division has taken a step forward, right? If we believe that the Cowboys took a step step back, but Washington getting the enemy and committing the Sam Howell, uh, and we have uh, what looks like a little bit of a tougher go with uh, Daniel Jones and the giants, because this is another year in that system with uh, uh, their coach, Brian Dable, you know, I could see them. I could absolutely see them in the, at least in the NFC championship game, probably playing against the Niners again. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, like you said, the uh, ceiling is roof. They can, they can be going to be good for a long, long time here and probably rule this division. I know the Cowboys are going to have something to say about that. Um, They're coming there. Sorry, get a bit. I was going to say it could cost them a lot of money to stay on top. I will say that you got a half billion dollar quarterback there, potentially after all said and done what you pay him uh, that it might be hard to keep talent. You know, you've got, uh, uh dallas goddard who's probably coming up on a contract one of the top five tight ends in the nfl maybe top seven depending on who you ask uh mm-hmm. you know you just brought in deandre swift on a nice little cheapo deal he got rashad penny on a cheapo deal these guys prove themselves they're going to want to get paid you've just brought in a lot of defensive player defensive players are way more expensive than offensive players at some positions you know um that yeah, some positions yeah but know. i mean look at the deal hurts guy didn't he get an extension earlier this year he did get an extension, uh, yeah. like 155 million. No, 250, like I think it was 255 million. Oh, 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 guaranteed. guaranteed. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. 
uh, I want to say it was like one one ten. I think it was one ten fully guaranteed. I thought, he, I thought he got like one fifty. Somebody got. I'd have to double check. Yeah, maybe he got one eighty, and then Lamar got one eighty five, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, pretty. Like, yeah, but either way, I mean, yeah. yeah, you gotta have to pay for them for sure. But yeah, like I guess uh, transitioning over to the Dallas Cowboys, you know, Cowboys obviously want to stay relevant, of course, and want to kind of be that top tier team, not only in the NFC East but in the NFC overall. Um, they're gonna have to pay for it, you know. I mean, this is the year now. They don't have Ezekiel Elliott now. No. Um, they got they let him go. Um. They are going to be leaning towards Tony Pollard as the lead running back. Right. They recently just traded for 49ers QB Trey Lance, uh, which is probably one of the worst draft day trades of all time. For what he went for, all those for, first round picks. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I mean, the 49ers gave up what? They, they swapped. They had the number. I think they had the number 12 pick in 2021. They swapped their 12, gave it one up to three. Then they had a, and they gave up a first rounder in 2022, a first rounder, a third rounder in 2022, and a first rounder in 2023 as well for a guy who's not even no longer even on the damn team. Okay? Yeah, I'm. You know, I wonder whose call that was. Who made that call to draft that kid? Because they probably should have left with. I mean, I could have understand if they had taken Justin Fields, but more more likely they probably should have taken Mac Jones. Yeah, probably. And I'm pretty sure a lot of those picks, you know, from, were from the Dolphins, and the Dolphins were able to acquire like guys like Jalen Waddle, right. Ty, Tyreek, <laughs> Tyreek Hill, Bradley yeah. Chubb, yeah, studs. Those trades, like, wow, absolute studs. Because <laughs> yeah. you guys wanted a quarterback that hadn't thrown, you know, 400 passes in his entire career. They, I think there was a stat I heard the other day that there are more rookie quarterbacks in the NFL right now who threw more passes during preseason than Trey Lance threw his entire college and NFL career so far. It's, it's that astonishing, you know, or for more yardage, excuse me. You know, it's like, wow. Yeah, I... North Dakota state quarterback, North Dakota state university quarterback. The other one is wearing his helmet shirt and juice and pan uh, shorts from three different teams trying to get signed hmm. like North Dakota state quarterbacks absolute joke ones. stop yep. doing it yeah. stop doing it. but with the cowboys obed um is this i feel like this is the year dak prescott really has to really prove himself as a top tier qb so i think he's set to make what's almost 60 million dollars next year and if he Ooh. doesn't if he doesn't show up and show out lead this cowboys team to a, you know the play another playoff victory possibly you know the nfc championship game do is there any possibility that the cowboys could end up moving on from him I don't – it's so hard to find a, a quarterback, let alone one who could be your franchise quarterback, let alone one true, who true. can take the scrutiny of the position, especially being that of the Dallas Cowboys, and go out there and try to fight to win a game every week. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've seen enough Trey Lance to know that he's not giving you a competitive advantage without – he's a project. He is a project. He is not and ready I, to go be mm -hmm. out in an actual game and carry a team that has a good defense, has yeah. a solid offensive line, and has weapons, right? Because he could, if he could, if he can't do it with the Niners, 
if you probably can't do it with the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> so there he's there as a project to see if there's something that they could work with him. And, you know, he does enough things the same way as Dak in his mobility. And maybe you make him have one or two easy throws. They had to change the offense so much with Cooper rush because of his inability to move in the pocket that yeah. they felt like it'd be in, it'd be valuable them to have him on that team as a guy that runs. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Now, <sighs> do you what now? Okay, with if you move away from uh, Dak, you're who's going to bolster the load right here? Yeah. I, we we have a quote of uh, Tony Pollard saying, "Hey, if they call it, I'm a haul it." Hmm. And I feel like, all right, if he's, if he's ready to tote the rock, I mean, you know, does do you feel like the run game? Well, what that run game will be like with Tony Pollard it's, and if it's one that you can lean on. I feel like it's going to be it's not going to be as north and south as it was with Ezekiel Elliott. It'll be yeah. more uh, sweeps and maybe, you know, uh, counter counteractions, counteraction. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was a bigger, stronger guy than Tony Pollard. You know, Tony yeah. Pollard is, like, you know, that like, like, kind of leaner faster running back kind of like a um kind of barrel come on was compared to like a miles sanders kind of guy yeah. you okay. know yeah um i don't know man it's you know dallas has been one of the best offensive has one of the best offensive lines in all football for so many years you know they're, they're always at the top my first they're all thoughts of line it goes you know they're kind right. of going down a little bit but you know yeah. Not the same, you know, but you know, Tyron Smith, I know, is still there. Zach, Zach Martin. Martin, yeah, getting him back in the fold is great. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to set up a lot more. They're going to use the, utilize the screen game more. I think with yeah. Pollard, um, kind of let him out in the backfield. I think that's what he's good at. Uh, it will be interesting to see. But again, the Cowboys not only ride and die with Dak Prescott, they ride and they ride and die with Jerry Jones. And I've said this before. You know, yeah. how many teams? How many organizations do you see where the owner, president, and GM is all one person? And it, sure. he has, you know, does I don't I don't know any of the off the top of my head. I'd have to you know, read the word recently. Maybe maybe a small business that somebody operates out of their apartment. Right. Yeah. But how many professional sports teams? Like, there's none of them on the NFL, the NBA, or MLB. I don't know, you know. Yeah. And this is part of the reason why, you know. You know, it, you, people want to blame the coaching all the time. And now Mike McCarthy, I believe he's taking over the play calling again this year. Yeah. But I can't, I can't put it all on him. You know, I, I, it has to do with Jerry Jones as well, too. They didn't, as a matter of fact, they didn't even inform Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy that they were trading for Trey Lance. Okay. He literally, Jerry Jones said they didn't, he didn't, they didn't tell anybody. He's like, what? You, you don't tell your head coach you're making it, you're making a change at a position, you know, you're bringing yeah. it. This is what something I'm... in the roster. Yeah, it changes the entire energy of what you guys were doing and what you thought you were going to go into the season and do. Yeah, I mean, at very late in the game as well. You know, I think that's that's Jared Jones for you. That's Jared Jones for you, flat uh -huh. out. Um, moving on with the NFC East, the New York Football Giants. Uh, Obed finished on seven and one last year. Um, we're able to get Daniel Jones, the quarterback, to an extension. They signed Saquon Barkley to the franchise tag. Um, I think they even traded for uh, former Raider tight end Darren Waller. They recently got the linebacker out of Arizona, um, Isaiah Simmons. What's the expectations for the Giants coming into this season? 
Um, I think they take a step forward. Uh, you know, they've got a, a harder schedule and you know, some people would say that they kind of lucked out in a lot of their games. But as we watch Brian Dable and the maturation of Daniel Jones, I mean, he gave us 3,200 yards through the year. The the big thing is him giving us 700 yards on the ground. You can see mm. a trend there where you, these quarterbacks have an ability with their legs, which yeah. I don't know if that is because they are more athletic or because they are less inclined as a quarterback to operate as a quarterback appropriately. Brian Dable used to work for the New England Patriots. He understands how to run an offense, had a lot of success with uh, Josh Allen bringing him up. And hopefully that's what he's doing with Daniel Jones here. Maybe we get that second uh, season, you know, maturation jump uh, from him being out there potentially. Uh, as you said, they brought in Isaiah Simmons trying to, they've got Kayvon Thibodeau that they drafted last year. I see him move forward to another yeah. year on that defensive line. It's just a chance for them to kind of play better, uh, you know, be more competitive. The NFC, they got to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. think it's, it's in their benefit uh, to keep this thing moving by in. Uh, they got Jalen Hyatt in the draft as well. Who's donning the number 13, the infamous, Odell Beckham 13. Uh, we'll see if he wears it and writes his own story for it. Uh, but no, I think uh, I think with the movements that they made, we can look to the Giants trying to get to another nine wins. I feel like 10 wins would kind of be, kind of be tough for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at, uh, oh, let me get back to their schedule here. They got a, they've got an all right schedule. Um, start off of the year with, against Dallas. Against Arizona. Dallas. Then they go to Arizona. You know, Later I feel like, my, you know, Miami, you stay out West Buffalo, Coast, yep. you go there. Yep. So they got the AFC East this year, you know. Yeah, and and the there are some tough teams on the East as we've already covered. Uh, uh, well, we will see. Okay. We'll get a chance to cover New England here in a minute. Yeah, um, but look, they even play. They look. The bad thing is they play Philadelphia, um, in their two out of the last three games of the year. That's gonna be that's gonna be rough if they're trying to get in the playoffs. Right, and playing the team that knows you very well, we saw what happened to them in it last year. Right, so it's clearly not. Uh, I mean, but they're just on two different levels. Like the, the gap between the Philadelphia Eagles and the uh, that second team in the in the division, the New York Giants, is yeah. uh, is huge. It's way bigger than yeah. five wins. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Um, yeah. and then to round out the NFC East, the Washington Commanders. Uh, you know, I kind of feel like, and we kind of talked about this off here, they're a very, you know, subpar kind of mediocre team. Not really much to kind of boast about. They know they named Sam Howell, they're starting QB. Um, you know, not really a team like, all right, it's got, they have a lot of standout, you know, studs on that squad other than, you know, uh, Chase Young, which I think he's still hurt, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm not even I sure if he, he's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how, what is it, what's his status is for week one. Um, but uh, yeah, w- Washington, I think what, what did they finish? Uh, what, eight, eight and one last year. So, I mean, yeah, seven, eight wins, maybe not, you know, kind of a subpar mediocre team, right? I would agree with the subpar mediocre team. Um, frankly, it's uh what we want to see from them is, is Sam Howell take a step forward. Now, while that might come at a lot of lumps and bruises, apparently he had a very good career uh, in his starts at uh, UNC. Um, I'm very wary of UNC quarterbacks after what we went through with uh, Mitch Trubisky to Trubiskets. Uh, but <laughs> um, I think Eric Bieniemy getting a chance to show that his system works, his system is is a repeatable uh, and that he is in command and control of it obviously life is a lot easier when you have a stud quarterback uh and uh offensive minded head coach guru who's been around the league forever uh and andy reed but um you know this could very well be his team this could very well be his opportunity to like showcase because because 
you you listen to Ron Rivera talk about it. He's like, I didn't even know how good the kid was. I'm finally gonna give Sam Howell <laughs> right, like, right, you know, right. And it's like this is this is soundbite after soundbite after not knowing that you know he was eligible for the playoffs, that this was a potential playoff opportunity down that he controlled his destiny. You know, it, it's I, it's. Do you agree? do you feel like they Eric Vienemy came on board from Kansas City with knowing that the potential of him becoming the head coach was high high, high in Washington? Absolutely. The defensive-minded coach of Ron Rivera has no idea what to do offensively in today's NFL. Now what you need to do is an injection. We have the kind of players who can play in the system in Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. Uh, you've got a great tight end in Logan Thomas. The backup tight end, Cole Turner, can uh, move the ball a little bit. Um, and then you've got the two running backs and Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, these guys can tote the rock. I, I, and they give you in a dimension that if we actually start to see Antonio Gibson as a pass catcher, uh, he's going to be able to play uh, a very big part in helping Eric B enemy prove that he can whip these guys into shape. You know, mm-hmm. it sounded like something out of uh, police Academy or uh, <laughs> uh, what was that movie with, uh damon wayans where he played the military guy major pain major pain like a major pain story where he's like whipping these guys in his shape and they're going to talk to the owner the head coach and they're like yo he's kind of he's kind of hard on us and it's like well you know if that's if that one games you can do it here you better get you better get ready quick fast and in a hurry exactly you know it is you got somewhere to be you got somewhere to be yeah Uh, let's 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 get to the AFC East, Obed. Um, obviously, our both of our teams are there. Uh, we'll start off with Buffalo, who won the division last year with a thirteen and three record. Obviously, only had sixteen games on the record. Obviously, as we know, that one game against Cincinnati was postponed due to injury. Um, what's man? I feel like Buffalo has to take a step forward. Either you know, just not only just reached. At least, at least reach the AFC Championship game, if not at least reach the Super Bowl. Um, they have come up short, what, three years in a row now, losing to Kansas City or, mm-hmm. or Cincinnati, what have you. It's like, it's it's almost like heartbreaking in a way, you know, and there's, you know, rumors with Stefan Diggs was kind of unhappy. He may want out, and this, that, and the other, you know, but I'm just wondering how much longer is the window going to stay open for this team? Now, Josh Allen is going to be, be around for a while but i feel like they're just coming up sh- consistently coming coming up short in the past couple of years it's like man you know guys may just get at one point where it's like all right how, how do they get frustrated like all right you know what this isn't working out for us let's just get out of here and i don't know you know, you know what i mean it's yeah. it's almost like heartbreak it's like man and my squad is just so close each and every year you know i i, I wish they had signed um either Odell Beckham Jr. or Adam Thielen in the offseason to give Stefan Diggs some help. Even though I do like Gabe Davis, to me, he's just a little bit too inconsistent. If a guy like – like now, granted, I would have loved to have OBJ opposite opposite Diggs. I don't think they really needed an OBJ. You know, you need no. to pay for that. No, but no, like no. something like Adam Thielen would have been fine to me, especially because I think I said this before, Diggs knows Thielen from their time in Minnesota together. So right. he knows that if his, he's getting double teamed and not getting the rock. He can rely on his teammate Adam on the other side to right. get the ball. So that's why I wish – they had gotten him you know Gosh. um yeah, you know go ahead, sorry. I, you as the you as the resident bills fan you know this team better than most right and i me as a person who's in the division as an outside looking in all i can see is the frustrations of a, a wide receiver who wants the ball i don't think that wide receiver cares if he ever throws it to the other guy in fact 
the guy that you are saying that we should bring up, you know, I feel like he left, he, he wanted out of Minnesota to get away from that guy because he, for whatever reason, Kirk cousin liked him. Her cousin loved himself some Adam Thielen to the tune of like a hundred yards and a touchdown every week for eight weeks in a row, almost setting a uh, NFL record. Clearly, if I'm Stefan Diggs, I don't want to play across from that. I want to be at a place where you're throwing me the ball all the time. And right, right, right. at one point, that's what they were doing. And it was winning games. Unfortunately, now it's not winning games because the rest of the team isn't as settled. If there's one sure thing on that offense, it's probably Stefan Diggs right yeah, that, yeah. you know that what you're going to get from him every week is going to be success uh now they did add james cook maybe have that threat of a pass catching back i mean they they wanted david singletary to be that guy for so much he just wasn't yeah you know? devin singletary was not that guy at all i you know right. cook cook was what the second round pick left last year not just yep. this year. you know um yeah singletary, I, harris to get a hammer in there so that they don't have to rely on james josh allen i mean you don't want this guy hurting his shoulder because he's going to keep wanting to go back to the till and get a refresh of his contract because mm-hmm. they expect him to be a winner now i think everybody's starting to get a little frustrated in new in buffalo mm-hmm. and i'm like you know i don't know how long the window is open but i'm concerned uh that maybe people are going to start becoming a little tiffy with the front office i don't know if Stephon Stephon Diggs clearly was frustrated on the sidelines uh of their uh playoff loss last year to i think they lost to cincinnati mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I clearly that he just a guy who wants to win. He wants to be successful. And he feels like if guys aren't playing with him, playing up the speed there, I mean, I know that Josh Allen was hurt, he had the elbow issue, but if you're out there to play, you're out there to play your hardest. You can't be putting balls in the dirt. You know, you can't be, uh, overthrowing me. Like we gotta be on cause this is our one opportunity. And I think the frustration is just Stefan Diggs knowing that he's getting older, right? At 29, he's not a spring chick anymore. He's got a few chances left. I think that window's at least four years open. But mm. he might. They're clearly moving towards Dalton Kincaid, which means that they're going to try to make the focal point the tight end. Maybe give uh, Josh Allen a Travis Kelsey type. So the days of them needing a stud wide receiver could be slowly coming to an end sooner than you think. Uh, I, I, uh, I like I said, I'm high on Josh Allen. I, I think they do need a stud wide wide receiver. Uh, for them, you know, now I get it. You know, Mahomes has Travis Kelsey. He's his, that's his tight end. He doesn't have his stud wide receiver in Tyreek Hill, and they still were able to win a Super Bowl without him. Right. Under understand, yeah. but you know, is Dawson Knox that guy? I, I you know, I like him. He's there for he, now. He's the, you know the Dalton I mean? Kincaid show. Dalton Kincaid twenty twenty five is what. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, and man, you know. The bill, you know, another thing too about the Bills, the defense. Von Miller is on the still, he's on the PUP list. He's going to miss the first four games. And looking at these first four games, you got the Jets opening night at New York. You got the Raiders. You got Washington, and you got Miami. So, uh, you know, when we got Miami, excuse me. So, I can I can honestly see them going, hopefully going at least three and one. I would say, you know. Uh, if not, for, you know, hope, I mean, I would love to be them, for them to be four and up. I can see them potentially losing the, that opening opening night against New York. You know, it could be yeah. it's, it's at the Jets. You know, with all the yeah. hype and Monday Night Football and Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So right. it's a road game. Um, maybe possibly winning three short, or maybe losing it, losing to Miami. I don't know. But I mean, I don't know. Like, if I if I have to be realistic about this, the schedule and who this team is, 
they can beat the Jets. I, no, I, I think they can beat them. I'm the just it's because it's this opening night. It's in the yeah. it's at, at the Jets Stadium. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all. And without you know, Von Miller being there, being able to attack Aaron Rodgers, that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, they still got all pro Mamelano. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be okay they as do. far as keeping. They do. And Brees Hall's probably not 100%. Dalvin Cook is still Dalvin Cook, but you know, yeah. I, I think you're right. Not having Von Miller. That's a big loss. That's something that you're going to have to overcome. But mm. I, okay, I, I'm gonna. I still give them the first three games on their schedule before they have to play one of these high flying offenses. That, but at least they're at home, right? Yeah. And then they do it again, and at least they're at home. And then they yeah. do it again for a team that might be, and at least they're at home. You know, okay. it's a it's a good schedule. It's yeah, a good. It's, it's pretty fair, fair schedule for Buffalo. Okay, yeah. okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, the Miami Dolphins, I'll bet they were what nine and eight last year. You know, people are still, you know, questioning Tua's, you know, ability and things like that. And, where, you know, even though he has a dynamic duo in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, um, did they – they got rid of their tight end. Um, the dude from Penn State, didn't they? I'm pretty sure Mike Gusecki. He's a Gusecki. New England Patriot now. Yep. Um, right. I mean, they did some retooling as far as their offense uh, in, one, bringing in uh, – oh, who's the guy that they brought in? Uh, Darren Smythe, Daryl Smythe, Darren Smythe, the uh, rookie tight end, trying to get something a little more, uh, you know, it's hard to be on the offense if you can't block. And Mike Isecki is not a blocker. Mm-hmm. If you're Mike, Mike Dan is trying to run the Shanahan offense, Shanahan-esque offense, Niners offense, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's going to need you to have some meet up front so that you can assist in blocking for a, a quarterback who, you know, is under fire a lot, you know, is now having to use his ninjutsu that he learned over the summer to show us his Kung Fu so that he knows how to fall. Uh, you know, how much <laughs> that helps him. I don't know, uh, but uh, they drafted Devin a chain. Um, so that gives them a speed component to their uh, running back room, but he's injured. Um, I think miles Gaskin is also injured. Excuse me. Salvin Ackman is also injured. Miles Gaskin was released. He's a Viking now. Mm. Um, and so they're like only healthy running back right now is Raheem Moster. Mm-hmm. Now, um you know they, they did trade or they did acquire um uh, from the rams um jalen ramsey correct corner but he's out if i'm not mistaken he's on the he ir is out. yep yep he's on the ir right now so he'll miss the first four games of the season along with jeff wilson their other wide uh, running back uh you know so they've got vic vangio down there we're excited to see what vic vangio can do with this defense since he's just focusing on the defense um but without having that shutdown corner could be concerning and first game of the season is against the la uh, chargers so there might be a light show out there mm, mm, that's gonna yeah. be a good one for sure um yeah. let's go to your squad Obed, your new england patriots um they were finished at an eight nine record last year mentioned before that you know they acquired uh the former cowboy running back in ezekiel elliott designed him to a one-year deal um they've barely got any quarterbacks you know they've got mac jones they just acquired matt coral from from carolina if i'm not mistaken they they dropped billy zappy then signed him to the uh, practice squad what is this year is this we see your success more on the shoulders of mac jones or is it head coach bill belichick um so i think of this as Everybody's got a lot of blame to share and everybody's kind of, I, I would be as a Patriots fan. I would think of Bill Belichick on the hot seat right now. 
because um, he's made a couple of decisions uh, with the roster and with players that he's brought in. And I mean, with the, nobody talks about the Patriots drafting like four tight ends over the last like two drafts and none of them being on the roster anymore, you <laughs> know, and then having to go and purchase uh, tight ends to try to fill the void. Um, now, maybe we get something out of Hunter Henry. Maybe we get uh, something out of Mike Gusecki. You know, I, I, I don't have faith in that, but the wide receiver room is not that is just not menacing Devonte Parker, Jalen Rager, Kendrick Bourne. I, I don't know who these guys are. Kayshawn Boot, Kayshawn Booty, uh, is, <laughs> you know, kid can play. LSU yeah. kid, kid can play. I'm, um, I'm surprised Juju went there, to be honest, from Kansas City, just winning a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. And he goes over to England to play with Mac Jones and yeah. that kind of offense. Nobody play. wants him. Nobody wants him. He's taking shots at guys on Instagram. Nobody wants him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Mills, I think, is a key signing for the New England Patriots and bringing in uh, Christian Gonzalez. Jabil Peppers is like quietly becoming a very like solid NFL player uh, defensively. Um, uh, you know, we'll see about Jonathan Jones' gun issue. He got he got popped for having a gun at the airport. Uh, but Stupid. that's the, right. the dumbest thing if you're an if you're a high profile athlete or celebrity right. or anything. Right. First of all, you some most states you can get a concealed carry permit if you want to do it. But dude, at the airport, you know you can't have it at the airport or right. get someone who can legally carry it for you through the you know or check it in, declare it. It's just the dumbest thing. But but topic topic for another day. Continue. Right, Sorry. Right. No, but yeah. So you know, I think. I do. I will. I will tell you that the success of this season is more predicated on what Bill wants to do. I have faith that Mac Jones is finally connected to a, a legitimate offensive coordinator, so he can get some maturation or at least have some more, uh, I guess, leadership at that. And at a, you know, for his second year, that's what you give him this donkey show, you know. Um, <laughs> but to be to be fair, I mean, it's just a gauntlet to open up the season, and you know, it's going to be hard for these guys to to chain together wins in in all of these matchups that they have. So, I mean, I have them as like a seven win team. Mm. Honestly, yeah, honestly. I mean, yeah, look at the Pretty yeah, sad. to start there in the east, the first four games they got Philadelphia, Miami, the Jets, and then the Cowboys. Oof, it's yeah. they, they may go on four to start the year, they may yeah. go on four. Yeah, I, I just don't know who they're going to get a W off of easily, right? Sunday night against uh, Miami at home, maybe, but we usually split with Miami and we the one that we get pick up is the one where they come to us and it's snowing outside. Mm-hmm. So And this one is not, yeah, so... And then you know you got Buffalo a few weeks later. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a rough one. And they, rough one. And they got rough Kansas one. City later in the year too. So can't wait, we'll, can't yeah. wait. <laughs> we'll see. And last but not least, of course, in the AFC East, the New York Jets, 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 Jets. Obviously, they were the talk of the offseason. Acquiring that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, from the Green Bay Packers, which we all know about, of course, and the plethora of other stars that they acquired or just other names and guys like Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, Cole Hartman. They recently, we talked about, they got Dalvin Cook. You know, it's it's like they're just everybody's like, hey, yeah, I'll go play with A Rod too. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right. Is why why not? A Rod or just you know is part, arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks this league has ever seen. Um, how? First of all, I want to ask you, how long do you think Aaron stays in New York? How much? You know, he's what 30, 38, 38, 39 38, years old. Thirty eight right now. Oh no, no, he's uh he's forty. He's forty. He's okay. 39, probably 39, turning 40. You think he was from 83? 
Yeah. Okay. So he'll be 40 this year. So he'll be yeah. 40 later this year. Okay. Yeah. How much longer does Aaron Rodgers really have, you know, and how long you know, will, will he be in this, uh, in a Jets uniform, you know, um, you know, and how far can he really lead this, lead the squad? Cause I don't, th- I don't see them getting to the Super Bowl this year. I think, he, I think he's got three years to get them to a, to a Super Bowl. Because without that, doing all this and the hype, it's the same. It's just like Brady did. Brady was in Tampa Bay for three years. Now he won in his first year, got close. They were in the NFC Championship in his second year. Mm-hmm. And this past season, lost in the opening round, right? So he's like, all right, I'm the Connie Connie. He went down. Now I feel like the Jets can kind of go up because they haven't even made the playoffs in, in for in over a decade. So yeah. it's like, hey, you make a, you make the playoffs, you get one playoff win. That's a successful year for the New York Jets. Okay, so yeah. let's say next year they get to an AFC Championship game. They maybe let's say they win or they in the second or third year. That's all that I think he needs to produce at least one Super Bowl title for the New York Jets within three years to consider a successful deal. That's, yeah, th- that's my opinion. I think he's only going to have like two solid seasons, but they have a young team that's going to be maturing around him that I think could give him a reason to stay for three. Mm. Um, You know, Brady did it until 45. I don't think doing this until you're 42, almost 43 is that bad. Uh, That being said, Brady didn't go down. It was more so the offensive line and the team around him that went went bad. Uh, He completed almost 67% of his passes. He had 46, almost 4,700 passing yards. uh, And he scored 25 touchdowns. You know, he had a passer rating of 90.7. So like that guy, yeah, I think he had the fourth most passer yards with 4,694 as well. So like, you know, he was slinging, but the team Mm -hmm. sucked. The hope that is that, this guy can do the alternative. He can continue being good while the team around him continues to mature. But they, they got to shake the offensive line. He was already on the run in his uh, preseason appearance uh, and got tripped up too. You know, for a guy who we want to keep upright, who's not the runner that he used to be, uh-huh. I think it's important that they figure out their offensive line. Uh, first round draft pick, Makai Becton has been, you know, an empty shell of a player up until this point hopefully he can turn it around and be something for them but they got some questions on that line which is why i question how well they'll be able to do their their beginning of the season is terrible but the back half is a little nicer um so we'll see i think they're going to rely on their defense for sure you know this defense is loaded they were great last year and then you had the rookie defensive player of the year rookie of the year sauce gardner you got quinn williams cj mosley you know, they've got some great, great talent on the defensive side of the ball. You mentioned earlier that Brees Hall might, might would be a little bit injured on the offensive side, but you have Dalvin Cook there. So, yeah, you're looking at the schedule, like I said, they start off with Buffalo, then they then they go to Dallas, can get a, should get a victory against your Patriots. Then they got the Ch- Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles, then got a bye. So out of the, let's say, the first six weeks, ooh, Jets, it's going to be tough for sure. Be I, think, I think we beat them the first game. I think we split with them, but I think we beat them the first game because we know how to play Aaron. And if he has a bad offensive line, we could definitely take advantage of that. Uh, they'll be lucky to go three and three. I think they I think they beat Denver. Do they beat Dallas at Dallas? Ooh. I don't think so. All right. That, okay. So let's McCarthy, start McCarthy's got he cooking up something for him. And now that defense features uh Trayvon they, Diggs and Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, they may go to Jets may start the season two and four. Jets may start the season two and four. It's I don't think they're beating Philly. I don't think they're beating KC. Um 
They I have. They, to, I, don't, I don't know if they they beat the Giants as well as much as they split with the Giants. So which one do they take? Do they yeah. go to New York and beat him? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Yeah. Well, the Giants once broke is that's, that's after both, the buy, they, that's after the buy. Yeah. But, I'm but talking still. about do they go to the New York? They got they play in the yeah. same stadium and he throughout the bird, New Jersey. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a rough one for the Jets. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um. Let's keep it going, Obed. Let's start. Let's go to the South now. Hmm. So start, start off with the get the nerd of South. Let's start off with the AFC South. Honestly, this is the this is a division that's not really too exciting. The Jacksonville Jaguars won the division going nine and eight last year. You know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, I like him. think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Um, this team is just, a, you know, they did acquire um, the receiver Calvin Ridley. Um, I do like Travis Etienne Jr. out of the backfield. Ever Ingram at the tight end spot. I feel like they are just going to be the leader of this division simply just by default, just because the rest of the division is just not that great. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks in this division. Trevor Lawrence is arguably, you know, the the most accomplished one uh, on both the collegiate and professional level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee is going to be trotting out Ryan Tannehill, who's a wide receiver uh, before he was a quarterback at Texas A&M. Indianapolis has, right, Indianapolis gives us a, a, a lovely rookie project prospect in Anthony Richardson, but still a rookie who's a shaky passer, mm-hmm. hasn't played a lot. Uh, and Houston is trotting out CJ Stroud, who is accomplished at the collegiate level, but you know, that's not much of a team that we like to squawk at in Houston. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're a playoff yeah. team, you know, they're a playoff team. I think they could be a playoff team again this year. Um, mm-hmm. I, gosh, I mean, to, I felt like they had a very good schedule last year. Okay. A very good schedule that they took. They capitalized on and they exceeded. They blew the doors off of, you know, a lot of opponents because they just, people weren't just ready for Evan Ingram to come out here and, pl- and play the way he did. They mm-hmm. did bring in Kevin Ridley. They got a running back and uh, Tank Bigsby that I think is really good. Um, you know, I. I mean, look at that wild card game, though, against the Chargers. First of all, that was insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to come back, that's grit. That's hard. You know, you're coming yeah. back from 28 yeah. down. You, yeah. Clearly Doug, trying to become something. I think Doug Peterson has these guys buying in. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where it kind of starts there. Um, you know, defensively, I don't think they're anything special. You know, maybe Trayvon Walker at the linebacker spot is is, is solid, you know, uh, and Josh Allen there as well, the other linebacker. Um, but other than that, you know, Jacksonville's not really a stout, stout, you know, dynamic team. Neither, I've honestly, no, I you know, said, sorry, not trying to really throw shade, but neither of these, any of these other teams in the AFC South. You got, like I said, Tennessee. Probably the biggest thing out of Tennessee was that uh, the Titans traded for um, former Cardinals receiver DeAndre Hopkins in the Did he go there to die? Because we saw what happened with Randy Moss. We've seen what happened with other high profile Julio um, Jones. Julio Jones as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's almost like this is where dynamic receivers, your know, careers end. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I don't know why he went there. They drafted um uh was it the quarterback Will Levis? Will, Will Levis Will Levis yeah, out of Levis, Kentucky, yeah. formerly of formerly of Penn State. Um you still got Derrick Henry, of course, is the hammer King you know, Henry. Yeah, obviously one of the best running backs in the NFL. But um, but even these other teams, like you said, rookie Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. Indianapolis has little kind of shaky offseason with Jonathan Taylor's situation. I hope that killer whale was worth it. <laughs> I hope sending that killer whale as opposed to paying Jonathan Taylor was worth it. Jim 
Dude, I mean, now I think he's going to be out, what, the first couple games or first four games, right? Mm-hmm. I think they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they didn't get a trade done. And so they put him on the pup. And he's yep. shut down for four weeks. So that's that's no good. That's definitely not good for Anthony Richardson, who can have, you know, as a bailout, you know, kind of dump, right. dump dumping out to the to the backfield to him, you right. know, on a screen yeah. or something, you know. Do you think that they make a phone call for like a Kareem Hunt or something like that? Or do you think they just go with Deion Jackson, Evan Hall? They're gonna you know? have to make they're gonna have to pick up somebody, I feel, you know, they're just gonna yeah. be really, really bad. Really thin, really thin. Yeah, I think what they what did they go four and twelve and one last year? Houston oh. did what Houston was three thirteen one. You yeah. know, this yeah. is just a bad, bad division. I know Houston got CJ Stroud out of Ohio State with the second overall pick, but honestly, I'm not I'm not a fan of any of their wide receivers. Nico Collins, Robert Woods, you know, formerly of the Rams, Noah Brown. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, Houston. CJ Stroud is going to struggle for a, a while until they bring in I some see. actual talent. But Houston's not really a high profile. It's Almost like Washington. Yes, that Washington, D.C. and Houston, Texas are major destinations, major cities in this in the in the yeah. U.S. But as far as football, you know, they're not bringing high profile talent in there. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, maybe they can turn things around. Uh, Houston trying to do some new things with D'Amico Ryans as their head coach, formerly the defensive coordinator for San Francisco 49ers. You know, he's mm-hmm. got Ben Slowick, a former uh, assistant coach for the Niners, I believe, uh, who brings them the Shanahan system. Maybe that they'll have Damian Pierce uh, be able to, to lead a very effective rushing attack for them. I don't know, though. You know, they got some sure hands in Dalton Schultz for uh, – uh, for CJ Shroud and the tight end is always the best friend to the rookie quarterback. Uh, but yeah, would would hundred percent agree with you that there is a, there's going to be a lack in wins uh, when it comes down to it for Houston. Uh, and you know, that's just because there's something that there's other things going on uh, in those towns as Houston's got, you know, uh, the Bay hive and ratchetness and, mm. you know, people stealing sneakers with guns, who knows what they do in Houston. No, no, <laughs> hate, right? no hate, H town, no. stay down. <laughs> you know yeah it's it's definitely going to be like i said a not a very interesting division kind of I don't, honestly almost kind of like the nfc south obed uh i know tampa bay won that won the division last year only because really yeah. because tom brady was there when they finished eight and nine they yeah. finished under 500 they still won the division um you know now brady's gone they got baker mayfield i, I honestly i think it's todd bowles because when um What's it? Who was the who was the coach before Todd Bowles? Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Excuse me, couldn't think of the name. Yeah, you know, I feel like Todd Bowles maybe on his last leg as a head coach. You know, he couldn't get it done back in the day when he was with the New York Jets. You know, he developed mm-hmm. the defense of the defense well and with the Buccaneers, and now as soon as he takes over, they kind of go downhill. Yeah, it's not looking good for Todd Bowles, but you know, this division is nothing really special. You know, Carolina might be okay. You know, they they would have the they got the First overall pick in Bryce Young with the quarterback out of Alabama. I mentioned earlier, they picked up Adam Thielen out of Minnesota. They even got Miles Sanders from Philadelphia and Carolina. You know, I feel like Carolina might be the one team that would be. I think that I actually, you know what? I'm going to say Carolina could actually win the win the division. Okay. Um, I Baker is so up and down, even though he has great receivers in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. That's the only reason why I think Baker will do well. You know, okay. compared to when he was in Cleveland, you know, right, he, right, yes, right. he did have OBJ and um, uh, who was the other receiver other side of OBJ in Cleveland? Oh, uh, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, yes, thank yeah. you. Number eighty, yes. Um, but 
it was inconsistent, a lot of injuries there to both on all around. So I think if Godwin and Evans can stay healthy for Baker, he'll have a somewhat decent year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't he's I don't think he's gonna be like a Pro Bowl quarterback or anything like that. No, 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 serviceable, serviceable. Yes, you know, can they can they win eight or nine games? Yeah, sure, you know. Yeah. But I think honestly, I can see Carolina flipping flipping the script and going 10 and 7, maybe and and winning winning the division with this kind of young and kind of up and coming squad just because the rest of the division is all right. You know, New Orleans, they got Derek Carr from the Raiders. Um, but the only thing, and the only thing about, about New Orleans, Alvin Kamara is he's suspended for the first three games due to that fight out and he happened out in Vegas. Atlanta is nothing really kind of sexy about them. You know, they got Bijan Robinson, great, or the eighth overall pick. Yeah, they have they have three of the top young talents in the NFL right now. You know, they've got Kyle Pitts at tight end. They got Drake London, a uh, wide receiver, and uh, B. John Robinson, who they drafted in the first round this past year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, to be quite honest with you, my money for uh, the winning of this division is probably on New Orleans. I mean, it's, okay. it's there is just a, they have a great schedule. I mean, listen to the quarterbacks that this defense is going to face against, right? Okay. Ryan Tannehill, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, uh, Mac Jones, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. CJ Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, right? Desmond Ritter. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. they, they've Kirk got Cousins, Jericho. Kirk yeah. Cousins, Jer- it's it's not a hard mm, right. Okay. You know, like okay. I see. Able to, I like, see what you're saying. Survive long enough. I'm and thinking- if they figure things out, they've drafted Kendra Miller. They've also got, uh, what is his name? Uh, Jamal Williams. He just scored all those touchdowns for Detroit, you know. And I think Derek Carr is underrated. I think Derek Carr has a chance to to showcase some of his skill set on a good team with a good, actual good defense. Yeah. Uh, and, and be a lot better. Especially you know? the receivers in New Orleans, Chris Olave. Yeah. Um, I, I am hoping Michael Thomas can actually be healthy and get back to what he once was yeah yeah i really hope he can he was a stud wide receiver in this league you know before the all the injuries Mm -hmm. he hasn't played in um, what two years three years almost he played he played a little bit last year but was injured again i mean a lot of it came down to uh apparently he had an implant put in to help the, the healing but his body was rejecting the implant Mm-hmm. and they continue trying to put implants in as opposed to like hey the implants aren't working how do we get healing without using an implant right like okay. if you have to put it in a cast and just lay off of it and massage it that's what we need to do you know yeah, there's no yeah. no quick fixes no cutting corners but uh i think that the people are talking about this could be a comeback year for him but we okay. haven't seen this man healthy in like you know 500 days so let's let's temper expectations there gotcha. um you know, I, I and Alvin Kamara comes back up to three games. I mean, if he if they can keep him healthy and upright, not taking all those hits, hopefully Jamal Williams can be your inside back. Uh, you know, and maybe he can recapture some old glory. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? All right. um, but yeah. Well, all right. We'll see what happens there in the NFC South. Oh, bad. Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Appreciate you joining in once again. Uh, Obed, any last words for the people before you head out of here before this upcoming Labor Day weekend? What three day weekend coming up, right? Three day weekend. If you can get out of town, get out of town. If you can get out of town earlier, do it. The holidays <laughs> on a Monday, leverage that. This yep. is good for yep. everybody. Yep, college football is going to be. We didn't even get to talk about college football. That's a dumb, you know, Penn State's got the opening night game against West Virginia. Caleb Williams might be repeating as a, as a Heisman winner. Who knows? 
you know um so yeah a lot of things happening going on we, we're what just we're a week away from the opening of the nfl season so we'll be back next week for sure uh probably hopefully next wednesday to count down our last do our last division and make our week one picks wow one week away from the opening of the nfl season uh, it's crazy <laughs> yep it's crazy to think about it well folks thank you for joining in once again for all uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT. For my co-host, Ben, I am Sherm. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.